You are now listening to Wave a Sound. Welcome to episode 59 of Versus Mike History. I am your host, Michael History. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you choose to listen. And if we are on your preferred platform, let us know and we'll do our best to change that. For premier access to Versus Mike History content, join our members only subscription tier on VersusMikeHistory.com. I trust what Prince said. We're all just the same. Life is but a game. It's a war of vibrations. Construct your reality. Think about the things you love and draw them into your life. Don't make the mistake that so many of us make, including myself, of focusing more on what you don't like, because then that increases. You know, people say what's going on in your life. Don't tell them the two bad things that happened that day. Tell them the the four nice things, cool things that happen, and then that starts building. back for another episode of Versus Mike History. Welcome family. I hope everyone is doing well. And this past week has been kind of a doozy, you know. Um it's been like a whirlwind of events and um you know a lot of it seems like we're like stuck in this negative cycle, but you know, I created this platform to highlight the positive things that are going on in the culture, as well as tackling the things that we may not want to um, focus on so much. But uh, regardless, we had a good episode to get into today. Um, a lot of music dropped and a lot of shows wrapped up. So I want to get into that as well. And yeah, welcome back. Now, as always, you know, we leave with love and it's um, it's funny because I was listening back to last week's episode when I gave a shout out to my uh, my black male listeners. And it was funny because it, it just seemed so like vindictive as if I was taking shots at female listeners or whatever. But I just came here to clarify and clear the room, clear the air uh, I support all the queens that support my platform and all the queens that don't support my platform. Um, I want to give a shout out to you guys as well, because you guys hold it down as well. Um, there are the few members only subscribers that I do have are women, surprisingly. And um, that makes me feel good because this isn't supposed to be a platform specifically. Uh, well, exclusively for black men. Um, but, uh, I would like for them to be highlighted here. Uh, that being said, I would still love for black women to be able to participate in the conversations that go on in this corner of the universe and, um, you know, give their opinion and their input on certain things we get into in the culture. So that being said, shout out to the, to black women everywhere. Um, make sure you guys are protecting black women, supporting black women, businesses, black owned women, businesses, and so on and so forth. So yeah, let's go ahead and get into our black spotlight. Now our black spotlight of the week makes me very happy. 
and I want to introduce you guys to Andrea Drummer, the first black chef behind the first weed infused cafe in America. And I'm getting this from Afrotech, so bear with me. <clears throat> chef Andrea Drummer has used her love for cooking and desire to focus on generational wealth to open doors of America's first weed infused cafe. South Florida native Drummer originally had the, the idea to create a business that was farm to table that was a farm to table restaurant before she decided to pair different meals with various weed strains. Now she's opened Cannabis Cafe local located in West Hollywood Hills, where she serves as both executive chef and head partner. So shout out to this black woman, Andrea Drummer, for making head in America with her first with the first weed infused cafe in America. Um being a black woman creating such a business is amazing and I hope she franchises and becomes, you know, um, <laughs> successful beyond her wildest dreams because that's what it's about in America. Um, and giving back to her roots and, you know, her people, of course. Um, but yeah, this is really dope. And I definitely want to check out can the cannabis cafe and, um, West Hollywood Hills. So I'm going to go check that out and shout out to her. Let's go ahead and get into our topics for the day. So we're definitely going to have to start these off the topics by paying respects to the late Shock G, um, leader of the Digital Underground and discoverer of Tupac Shakur, hip hop pioneer, creator of the Humpty Dance and so on and so forth. He was an intelligent soul, um, insightful at his age, at the age that he passed, and, um, you know, could break down things within hip-hop and within our culture that needed to be deciphered and explained um, to younger generations and to people who may not be on the proper vibration. Um, you would definitely be missed and I think what's more important about his passing to me is the fact that he is one of uh, many legends that we've lost in recent times, one, and how young these legends are passing away. It's really an issue within our community that we take care of our health, whether we have money or not um it's important that we have people around us who influence us to live better lifestyles and um you know to strive for longevity because it's it's really disheartening and disappointing when people of a higher class and uh, status in society than me uh, but sh who share my race still can't live a long and prosperous life it's very concerning and um, I just wanted to get that off my chest before we move on to some other things but R.I.P. Shock G you will be missed your legend lives on and we feel your energy so rest easy so this past week we received the results of the Derek Chauvin trial 
um, the officer that murdered George Floyd, and he received um, a sentence of, well, not a sentence, but he was guilty on all charges. And uh, this couldn't even be properly celebrated because of another loss that we experienced within our culture through that of Micaiah Bryant, um, a young 15-year-old girl who was killed by the police, even though she called the police to help her um, because she was, you know, being bullied and she had a weapon to defend herself. But when the officers arrived, they um, immediately assumed that she was the threat and killed her. And this is insane to me because this is a young girl who had her entire life ahead of her, who grew up with police killings all over social media. So she was very aware of the society that we lived in. And she happened to fall prey of it herself, all because she wanted to protect herself because she was going through issues in school. It's very unfortunate that we have to keep experiencing these types of traumatic events, especially now that all of them are caught on camera. It was such a sensational thing when one was caught on camera and now we're desensitized because they're all on camera. And even though we see it with our own eyes, we still have to argue with people on social media and other places about our right to live and our right to interact with law enforcement without being murdered. So um, I don't really mean to be so bleak, but this is something that we really have to address. Like, I wasn't going to let this pass. Like, we really lost this baby girl over nothing. And it's very unfortunate. And, you know, the police in America need to be abolished as we know them. There needs to be some type of new overhaul of how we protect our neighborhoods. Because how it is right now, it just doesn't work. It's outdated. And it was honestly meant for slaves if we're being perfectly honest. So we need to grow and develop as a nation, destroy white supremacy and Jim Crow, and abolish the police. But let's go ahead and move on to some lighter topics. So this news surprised me, and I'm very happy that I came across it. And I just wanted to share it with you guys as well. And uh, I wanted to report to you guys that Juvenile received uh, a key to his home city of New Orleans. And I'm getting this from Revolt, so bear with me. New Orleans native and cash money records legend Juvenile was recently honored by his hometown in a major way. On Tuesday, April 13th, the 46-year-old revealed he was awarded the key to the city of New Orleans. Nola Mayor Latoya Cantrell invited Juvenile to City Hall to bestow him with the significant honor. The key was mounted on a plaque that praised the platinum-selling rapper's contributions not only to hip-hop, but also the city. In recognition of his contributions to the music industry and being known as one of the pioneers of hip-hop music in the South, known as a creative genius and homegrown talent that has made him a hip-hop legend and known worldwide. So shout-out to Juvenile, man, because... That's amazing that he received the key to the city, to his city. Like, I'm sure he's done a lot of philanthropic work over the years, and he's um, put on for his city through his 
platinum platinum selling albums and hit records and so on and so forth and you know for it to be recognized in in an official way is a beautiful thing so we love to see it and let's go ahead and move on so in other news uh swiss beast is accusing balenciaga of copying a rough rider shirt which is very interesting i'm getting this from wwd Balenciaga is the latest caring brand to be faced with accusations of plagiarism. Music producer Swiss Beats has accused the French fashion house of ripping off a shirt produced by Roof Riders, the record label founded by his uncles and aunt in its latest men's collection. This comes after Gucci creative director Alessandro Michel was criticized for including a copy of a puff sleeve bomber jacket designed by Harlem Taylor Dabberdan in its Cruise 2018 collection. The brand leader issued a statement describing the look as an homage. Two other artists have come forward. Two other artists have since come forward, claiming their designs were also copied by Gucci in the show. And a Gucci spokesperson said the brand was in contact with the artists. Um, yeah. So you guys can't see this picture, but if. Uh, you go to Swiss Beats' Instagram, you can see the post that they're referencing, and clearly Balenciaga has ripped off a Rough Riders design. Like, it's in early 2000s, Cisco, you know, that Enter the Dragon type of uh, situation going on. And it's like very on brand for uh, a fashion house to try to rip off you know, uh, black designers, like, what the fuck, man, that's not cool, like, fashion wants to participate in black culture so bad without actually bringing in people who are of the culture, which is insane to me, we've seen Kanye make six billion dollars off of sneakers, we've seen Virgil create an entire brand from scratch that people cannot get enough of and then move on to Louis Vuitton and make an already popular brand more popular. Um, you know, there are many examples. Dapper Dan being relevant 30 years, 40 years after his iconic designs from the 80s, you know, in the 90s. So our work speaks for itself and it's just ridiculous that we're still getting ripped off by these fashion houses but you know people keep buying designer so what what do you you know but that's a whole conversation a whole different conversation for a different day and uh i'll just leave it at that all righty so let's go ahead and get into the oscars the academy awards premiered on air over the weekend if you're listening to this and i just wanted to highlight all of the winners from the diaspora because that's what we do here um okay so i want to start with her winning best original song for um the song fight for you from judas and the black messiah congratulations to her daniel kalua walks away with Best Supporting Actor for his work in Judas and the Black Messiah in his role as uh, Fred Hampton. Um, Soul wins Animated Short. Um, Ma Rainey wins 
Ma Rainey's Black Bottom wins costume and hair and makeup. And Two Distant Strangers wins live action short. So shout out to all of the black creators that were involved in the process of making all of these projects. Um, You guys' careers are surely to be affected in a positive light coming off of these wins. And it's amazing seeing more black creators being recognized by these prestigious award shows. With that being said, there's still a lot of work that these shows have to do in order to uh, create equity. However, I personally do not look to them for that because um, I'm a firm believer of creating our own platforms and things of that nature. But nonetheless, um, we are celebrating the wins of these black creators um, and we are celebrating these black projects that people worked hard on to present to an audience that would appreciate it. And it's really beautiful. So I wish you all guys, I wish all you guys the best. And I'm excited for what everybody has in store post their win at the Academy Awards. So congratulations. And let's keep it moving. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into some new music. Um, We got a lot of new music this weekend, but I'll cover only a couple things. So first and foremost, I want to give a big shout out and congratulations to Topaz Jones, who recently released his project, um, Don't Go Telling Your Mama. And he also released a short film, uh by the same name that won an award at the Sundance Film Festival. So shout out to you because he's been holding down Jersey and uh, his work speaks for itself. He's an uh, incredibly uh, creative artist and he's talented and he puts on for, for he puts on for Jersey. And what more could you ask for? So shout out to Topaz. Go check out his new project. Go check out the short film, um, both by the name of Don't Go Telling Your Mama. And let's move on to Moneybag Yo. His album released as well. Great body of work called Against His Pain. I ran that back a couple times. Um, Moneybag Yo, he, he knows how to put together a project. He knows where to put features and um, he has a good ear for production. So shout out to him because, you know, his music is great. Who else? Her delivers a single featuring Chris Brown um, called Come Through. That is actually the soul selection. Um, the soul selection. That's actually the sound selection of the week for this week's episode. So you guys will hear it in a few. Uh, Lil Yachty, he drops off Michigan Boat Boy or Michigan Boy Boat. Um which is essentially a compilation of him rapping with a bunch of Michigan rappers. He said he wanted to put uh, a little bit more emphasis on their rap scene and make it known nationwide, which is why he put the project together. And I heard a couple records off of it and it's pretty dope. So I would suggest you guys go and go ahead and listen to it. 
And last but not least, um, Amber Mark drops off a single. Let me try to find the name of that really quickly. And Amber Mark, she is one of my favorite, um, you know, uh, current R&B artists. She's very low key, but she definitely um, delivers when it's necessary. And her new record is called uh, Worth It. And it's really dope. So go ahead and check that out. And um, that's pretty much all I have for music. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about some of the stuff that premiered uh, on TV over the weekend. Okay, I'll start with Mortal Kombat just because I want to get this out the way. Um, I sat through the new Mortal Kombat film and I've got to say that the film was mid. It was. Um, it was it was entertaining. I won't say very entertaining, but it was entertaining enough to to get through the entire film. Unlike uh, Godzilla versus Kong, for me personally, I know a lot of people like that film, but literally it's unwatchable if you're not watching the monster scenes. In my personal opinion, but that's neither here nor there. Mortal Kombat. Um, I think that where the movie goes wrong the most is the fact that the story just doesn't make any sense is written terribly the characters um aren't written horribly but the tone the tone of their characters the tone of the characters in the film are just just don't match each other you know it's like five different people from five different films also the decision to create a new character as the main character for the film was an egregious decision, in my opinion, because he doesn't do anything special. He doesn't have any special moves. And ultimately, he doesn't even defeat anybody on his own. Um, But the fight scenes were really entertaining. I thought that in terms of video game movies, it was one of the better put together ones in terms of how it relates to your experience of playing video games. Um. And I do think that it's watchable, but it's just mid, you know, it's not something that is most likely going to get a sequel, but, you know, you can have fun with it. And even compared to the old Mortal Kombat films, um, story wise, it just doesn't hold up like there are older Mortal Kombat films with better stories. And um, this one could have been good. It's just that they chose to focus on things that they didn't need to at all. And then they tried to lead us into anticipating a better story in the next film. But by the time you get to the end, you realize that they didn't have any large in game for the end of this film. So that's that. But um, yeah, I'll go ahead and move on to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So Falcon and the Winter Soldier... Um, the finale premiered on Friday and this series wrapped up extremely well in my personal opinion, especially compared to WandaVision. You know, um, I think that they did a really good job of wrapping up the story, even though I personally thought that Carly could have been utilized in future stories in the MCU. But that's neither here nor there. And spoiler warnings, by the way. 
Um, additionally, I do think that Bucky needs more to do within the MCU, especially coming off of this series, because even in this series, his arc isn't necessarily about the action that occurs during the series. You know, he can participate in it because he's a military trained assassin. However, um, the stoke, the stakes are really low for him here. You know, there isn't really much on the line, um, outside of his development, uh, into a citizen of society. Um, and there were a lot of great moments. The, um, the moments with Sharon Carter were cool. Um, I liked that John Walker got a pseudo redemption arc in this episode. I think that um, when we see him as U.S. agent in the future, it'll be very dope. I thought that they would lean more towards him being an all-out, um, an all-out evil character. I'm glad that they didn't choose to make that decision with his character and focused on more so of an anti-hero uh, route. And I think that um, ultimately for the Thunderbolts, it'll be a good look. Um, and yeah, you know, like it was announced after this episode that they would move forward with producing Marvel Studios would be producing a um, fourth Captain America film starring Anthony Mackie. And I think that that's a great decision. I just hope that they focus on more comic I hope that they focus on more characters that are coming out of the comics. Not to say that there weren't any characters that came out of the comics in this series. I just think that the Captain America franchise as a whole has focused a lot on uh, socio-political issues. And I think that with this character of Anthony Mackie in the role, we should kind of shift it more towards focusing on... Um, focusing on seeing Captain America's deepened um, rogues gallery because we really haven't seen Captain America's rogue, rogues gallery um, on screen that much. You know, it's been a lot of like political figures, military figures fighting the system, quote unquote. And while that's not bad, you know, it's just not a comic book movie. It's a espionage film or an action film. So let's see more comic centric stuff in the next Captain America film. Uh, what else came out? Invincible episode seven. Jeez, man. This show continues to impress me every single week. The animation is outstanding. It's written very well. And the character development in this show is fantastic. You know, the comedy is good and everything as well. But I think that what this first season really nails is introducing all the characters and giving them uh, uh, all time to have motivations and aspirations, not only our protagonists, but also our antagonists. And the story um, of Omni-Man turning on the Guardians um, is very dope and it's very cool to see what direction this is going to be taking towards the end of the season and leading into the next because I haven't read the comics so I don't really know all about Invincible 
that much, but it has been a great journey watching it thus far. And I'm excited to see what happens next because now we have to address the real issues that have been occurring all season. And uh, yeah, what else do we have? We also, okay, yeah. And we are going to wrap up on the snowfall finale. So snowfall wrapped up this weekend, this week as well. And man, snowfall is fantastic. Um, Damson Idris is a world-class actor and his role as Franklin C will be uh, memorialized forever. Um, Snowfall definitely has made their uh, mark in history. Um, And I think that this episode, while it wasn't the most um, entertaining, I would say, it wasn't a bad episode. It was sort of an episode that wrapped everything up that we saw occur over the course of the season. Um, which a lot of shows don't get to do. Um, only reason I bring that up is because I saw criticism that, you know, the season finale was boring or we could have done without it. And, you know, the reality is that people are always going to have something to complain about. And if you watch television, you know that the episode before the finale is always the episode that gives you the most information before leading into, or the most action rather, before you get into the next season. And I think that what this season has done the best is wrapping up storylines that um, we may not know why they were introduced or we, you know, we don't, I think this season did a really good job of starting and ending a story rather than trying, rather than starting a story and trying to start another story, side story through it. And then, you know, continuing it, not knowing where it's going to end rather than beginning with a story and ending that story by the end of the season and setting up a new one to begin um, is really simplistic. I do think that Snowfall should end soon. I do think that the next season should be its last, but you never know because money and um, ratings, but. Ultimately, I think that this season, I mean, that this show is um, really well done. And I hope that they don't ruin it by completing too many more seasons. I hope that they can wrap it up nicely. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So as always, it has been nice. It has been real talking with you guys again. Um, but as always, send topics, questions, music, and movie suggestions. Follow the podcast on Twitter at VS Mike History and on Instagram and fanbase at Versus Mike History. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike History and on Instagram at Last Name History. And this week's sound selection comes from her, and it is called Come Through, and it features Chris Brown. And I'm going to play that right now. So enjoy, guys. Almost missing my flight today. I look 
good even though I feel shitty I just got back out this way You already got plans for the city Call them off cause you call them off for me You're always going on and on Got it all, ask me why I never leave I don't go out much, but you should come through tonight I'm chilling on the west side, boo Call my homegirl, tell your best friend It could slide through on the low, on location I don't want them see me getting faded You should come through tonight I only kick you with a tight crew They won't tell, cause they tryna live their best life too On the low, on my own, I'll be waving Hit me on my phone, I'll be waiting, yeah, yeah Looking at you cry, going crazy If I could, I would take the pain away I don't see that smile I made You already make plans that ain't with me Trying hard, I've been trying hard to breathe Inhale, exhale, you expel what you've been doing to me Fighting it off, you've been fighting me off for weeks Don't leave cause I need ya But you should come through tonight Chillin' on the west side, boy Call my homegirl, tell your best friend It could slide through on the low, on location I don't want them to see me getting fed You should come through tonight I only kick you with a tag Who they won't tell Cause they tryna live their best life too On the low, on my own, I'll be waiting Hit me on my phone, I'll be waiting Yeah, yeah I ain't really tryna spend no time if you ask me, I don't feel it I say yes to going out tonight Oh, I ain't did that in a minute Call it off, oh, I call it off for you You're always going on and on Ask me why, oh, why I'm not with you I don't go out much But you should come through tonight yeah. I'm chilling on the west side, boo Call my homegirl, tell your best friend Slide to on the low